The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary Preston and Kisa Amaro, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. Welcome back, friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, certified health coach, and I work with moms to help them get control of their food cravings without deprivation or complicated meal plans. And I'm Mary Preston, a licensed marriage and family therapist, life coach, and the founder of the Goodbye Burnout for Healthcare Professionals program. If you're a healthcare professional struggling and you're looking for support, join the Saying Goodbye to Burnout Facebook group. The link is in the show notes, or just do a search on Facebook for the info. Come join us. And if you have questions about any of our programs, the podcast, or anything about health and wellness, come join us in the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa Facebook group, or find us on social media. I am legit on Facebook all the time. She is. Yep. <laughs> um, hey guys, join me for my five-day challenge each month where we cover a topic or issue that will help you lose your cravings. It's free to join. Just head on over to my website, kisaamara.com and sign up. Fantastic. All right. On to our topic of today, which is pandemic grief. Doesn't that sound amazing? Ooh, that's so exciting. exciting. Yes. Today, we're talking about that hollow sadness that many of my clients, and so I'm assuming many of you as well, have been feeling as the life we thought we would be living in 2020 has changed drastically. Mm -hmm. So when I look back in December of 2019, my husband and I were meeting with a small business advisor who was helping us plan out our private practice. Right. We plan to look at leaving the group practice we've been in for several years, which we love. We love the practice, but you know, we just see our quality of work that we do and we're making decisions about how we could split off and maybe be our own bosses in March of 2020 was our yeah. focus date. We were also planning at the same time, right? We we're going to sell our current home, buy a home that has less stairs to accommodate our aging dogs and possibly create space for some or all of our parents to live with us. Mm -hmm. And I was meeting regularly with my accountability group to plan out the advertising of, you know, like my saying goodbye to burnout program. I was going to start shifting the majority of my work in 2020 from doing face-to-face -face therapy with clients to online coaching. And we had just gotten our puppy Scrappy and we'd been socializing him to be a therapy dog. He was coming into work with us, being introduced to clients, getting used to being in an office setting and being around people all the time. We'd start taking him to a group at the dog park so that he could learn to be friendly with other dogs. Mm -hmm. And then in February 2020, as we most of us can remember, right? Maybe some of us heard a little bit previous to that in January if you were paying attention. But in February 2020, I started to <clears throat> hear a little bit about the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And this was one month before the majority of our, all of our plans were going to start going into effect. Yeah. Um, so just started hearing about it, right? Just learning a little bit about it. And then beginning of March, right? It was just kind of like a foreign sickness. It started to sound really serious though in China. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But still really distant and separate, separate from like me and my life, you know, worried mm -hmm. but about the world and like, but, but just so separate from us. 
And then just two weeks later, we were getting guidance on how to like disinfect every surface between sessions. I was like cleaning door handles and like doing all of this stuff that I was like, oh, this is weird and such a pain in the butt. Right. And then one week after that, we were just sent home to do teletherapy full time. So I think this is a similar experience to a lot of people, right? Where all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. everyone's just wondering what anything would look like anymore, right? That was just a three-week process. Boom. (laughs) Changed. Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, we're like, who's an essential employee? Who can go to work? Who can work from home? What's open? What's closed? You know, clients shifted from either being in a secure job that was now looking like it might not even exist in a month. And then on the other side, like a lot of healthcare professionals and essential employees shifted Mm -hmm. to working increased hours while at the same time questioning whether their safety is at risk, right? Day to day, what's what's this supposed to look like and how scary is this virus? What am I supposed to be doing to keep me and my family safe? Mm -hmm. Um, And as we all learned what our new normal would look like, you know, we learned that schools, restaurants, barbers, nail salons, any other quote unquote non-essential businesses would close everyone began to worry, right? Just everything shifted. Parents teaching their children while working full-time from home. College students returning to their parents' houses. I have a couple of college (laughs) students as clients and they're just like, like trying to do online work at home in their parents' house. And their parents are trying to parent them, you know, because that's what they do best. And they're like, I'm supposed to be in college. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, on the other hand, some college kids just living on campuses, you know, because they don't have anywhere to go and they're just like by themselves with nothing open around them. Yeah. Um, travels basically stopped. Vacations and weddings canceled. Grandparents unable to hug their grandkids. Parks closed. Extra extracurricular activities just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of our social gatherings are limited to seeing our loved ones through the screen of our laptops right? So much change. Mm -hmm. It's only May. We're recording this in May, right? That was March, two months ago. So absolutely everything I would be doing, I thought I would be doing in May of 2020 has just totally changed. You know, went from seeing 35 people in session, face-to-face, all of my coworkers, anyone that you walk by in public, right? Didn't realize how much I'd missed public people, (laughs) (laughs) right? And now it's just me and my husband who I... (laughs) say all the time. Like, I know this is not the experience of everyone. Thank goodness. I like him. Right. <laughs> because he's it. He's my, he's my full yep. social experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right. So we're all experiencing a loss. And so, although we've never actually known the future, I would like to know the future, but I have not mastered this yet. Right. Mm-hmm. We rely very much on being able to predict using the past as our guide, what our lives will look like. It's helpful to know this because then we can make some plans. Mm -hmm. And although we're all used to having some important plans change, right? Like, you know, things are unexpected. You lose your favorite teacher to maternity leave or like somebody is getting sick and they have to cancel plans or championship soccer game gets canceled, right? Like, Things happen, plans change, and we're all really bummed about it. Mm -hmm. But this is different, right? This is everything. Every single thing. (laughs) All the things. It's it's crazy, right? And normally, you know, I'm a very much more positive thinking person. 
right? And you might be listening to this episode and going, well, wow, thanks for being such a Debbie Downer. Now I feel like crap. (laughs) Um, And while I do absolutely believe in the power of setting our intentions and focusing on the positive possibilities, what I've seen from way too many people I've talked to recently is that they're really dismissive of their emotions about this loss. Mm. Right? They're like, oh, yeah. God, they'll start complaining. Right? They're like, oh, I hate working from home. And then they do this follow-up thing, right? Everybody. Oh, mm. but I know that I'm healthy. My family's healthy. I've got a roof over my head. I have an income. I have food. Right. They list all the gratitudes because, you know, that's kind of what we've been pushed to do, right? Like, I'm fine. And so mm-hmm. they don't let themselves experience that, mm-hmm. right? And it's one of those yeah. statements that it just sounds really pretty, right? It's like, oh, but I'm okay. I've got a roof over my head. That's the one that everybody says. I have a roof over my head. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's so, useful. Go ahead. I was going to say, sometimes, I don't want to say people put it upon you, but mm-hmm. um, this is a, a different experience. But I remember the recession, like in 2008. Well, when was that? I, I guess it would eight. probably be like, 2010 for me when I was like kind of hit Hawaii. Um, but I was, I had a, you know, a job and mm-hmm. I wasn't very happy in my job. And I kind of felt like when I would complain, people would be like, well, at least you have a job. And I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that's true. I have a job. I have an, you know, a steady mm-hmm. income. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel bad about this. I shouldn't feel like, bad. Yep. Yeah. I shouldn't feel bad. So I was just kind of like suppressing that I, like valid emotion that I had that, you know, like I wasn't happy. And instead of like exploring that more, like, okay, well, why, why aren't I happy? I would just be like, oh, you know what? I should be grateful for all these things I have. Yes. Oh, that's such a, right. It's one of those, those thoughts that sound so pretty. I should be grateful for all the things I have. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, sure. Unless you're like feeling some pain and suffering and then maybe let's take a look at that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But we are, we're taught to like, don't complain. Right. Somebody else is suffering mm-hmm. more than you. So, yeah, you know, so just think about how grateful you should be. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So it sounds really pretty. Sometimes it's useful, right? Like, I don't want to say don't ever do that because for me, it is useful sometimes to be like, okay, let me get centered. Right. Like I was just really going mm-hmm. off in my mind about how like terrible teletherapy is. And at the same time, I am super grateful, so grateful that I have an income. Yeah. Um, and so it, it like sometimes it's useful, but a lot of times what we do, right? This is what I see people doing is not allowing themselves to recognize the emotions that they're actually just experiencing, mm-hmm. right? We just, like we use that paragraph above, pretend we're not devastated mm-hmm. and then we drink right. <laughs> or we social media, <laughs> we Netflix or we sleep our pain away, right? Yeah. right? I'm not devastated. Yeah. I'm fine. I have a roof over my head. I will yeah. have so many beers until I can pass out. <laughs> right. So, and I'm saying that one because that's what I was doing. Right. Like, mm-hmm. let's be clear. I'm not above any of this. Right. It's like so right. devastated, such a shift, such a change. And I was like, I will fix this with beers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of want to pause with everyone right now. Right. Like, let's just pay attention. Have you allowed yourself to look inside and see what you are really experiencing? So many people are not paying attention because their suffering like doesn't seem valid enough, right? Like Mm -hmm. Kisa was saying before, you know, you're suffering about 
um, not being happy in your job is not valid because at least you have a job. Yeah. Right. Maybe it doesn't seem like it's big enough or important enough to warrant the grief. Yeah. Or you see other people in worse situations around you. Absolutely. Well, yeah. And so like it ends up feeling, (laughs) I shouldn't complain. It feels selfish. Yeah. I'm complaining. I'm whining. Mm-hmm. whining is the one that comes to mind when people have like valid complaints, but it's like, Oh, but other people are suffering more than me. So, mm-hmm. um, and what, what was it like? I always think about this, right? Like when I didn't want to finish my dinner because like my mom had a different idea of how much food I should be eating at dinner time, and I like mm-hmm. didn't want to finish. And so like, there was a suffering of my own. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was always like, there's, Children starving in Africa. Anybody's right? ever said that to you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like what? Right. I, what? Like, okay, yes, there are probably children starving in Africa. Also in America, by the way, now that I'm an adult, right. I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. There's people starving down the street. But I think the message of that was your suffering is not big enough to complain about, right? There's other people's suffering that is bigger and more important than yours. So eat your yeah. sweet potatoes. right but the truth is and that seems like a really small um insignificant situation but that's a situation that probably a lot of us have gone through right grief is personal suffering is is very personal Mm -hmm. there's there's no comparison a loss is a loss and we do this thing where we compare suffering Mm -hmm. So if you can, right, pay a little attention. What are the experiences that you thought you would be having this summer that have just been canceled? Right? What are the activities and the travel and the get-togethers that you will not have? What's the future that you thought was coming that has completely changed? And like, you don't have to live in this space. Right? Like, you don't have to like think about all these things and then continuously just list out all of the things that are terrible. Like I don't, I don't recommend, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. You don't have to like wallow and constantly complain about the life you thought you would be living, mm-hmm. but ignoring your pain does not serve you. Right. So take some time today, right? Like list out the losses, read it to yourself, allow the pain, take care of yourself as if you had lost a loved one because It's so interesting because grief is the same regardless of the loss. Sometimes it's more intense. Sometimes it's less intense. Sometimes people are surprised. They're like, they'll lose a loved one that was like super important to them, but the grief feels different, right? Where it's like maybe Mm -hmm. not big enough. Grief just is. A loss is a loss. Mm -hmm. Um, So take care of yourself, right? Like what would help you through something like that? Um, Some people like a bath or a shower with like lovely music. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think of things that, that we do when like someone has, has passed away, right? Like a workout dedicated to the loss, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, anything that you can do to acknowledge that there is loss that I am letting go of, right? So kind of deciding how can we say goodbye to that loss Mm -hmm. and start looking towards the new future that you've been given. I like that idea. Just kind of like saying goodbye to mm-hmm. it and then moving on to the future. I do like that. And kind of having like something symbolic of that, I guess. Yeah. It's um, really wonderful. Yeah. 
something that happens, and this is, I think sometimes we don't know what to do, even in those, you know, like more obvious losses, right? Like somebody passes away or a pet passes away, or like we get laid off or like, like these are big experiences that create a lot of grief Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't really know how to handle it. And I think so many times setting aside time, right? This is what like funerals or memorials are for, Mm -hmm. right? Like you set aside the time to talk about the loss. You talk about the good. You talk about the, you know, the bad, the quote unquote, the the pain, right? That they won't mm-hmm. be there at the next activity or, you know, there'll be things that they won't be there for. But you set aside that very specific time to acknowledge the loss. And I think it's really helpful. Yeah. I like that. And just, yeah, just uh, allowing the space to grieve that loss mm-hmm. versus shoving it under the bed or, you know, so to speak, or like, uh, it's not, it's not worthy enough to, (laughs) it's not hard enough or it's not bad enough Mm -hmm. to, to spend my time grieving about this. Not important enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's, there's tons of things and like, it may not seem significant, but just like not going on a vacation, you like you've spent time planning that vacation. You've probably put money into that vacation you've been looking forward to that vacation and thinking of like all the experiences and memories you're going to make and fun you're going to have with your family. And that's not happening. Yeah. Dude, that's a bummer. That's a huge bummer. Yeah. Let it, all of those. Yeah. And even if like, even if it's just a little thing, right? Like I think um, prom, prom not happening. Yeah. Graduation not happening. Yeah. That's huge kids who are really into sports and there's no, like, it's just canceled. They can't do it this, this summer, this, right. And it's a thing that like, if you look from the outside, it's really easy to say to somebody, well, at least you can go for a run. At least you can go for a walk. At least you Uh can see your friends on zoom. Right. Like I've heard that a lot. It's like, well, at least we have technology. Like what if this happened 10 years ago? Right. That's like, yes. And And this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like so, our feelings our our feelings aren't going to be any different just because it's happening now versus 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, we're still going to have that loss and that grief. Yeah, and somebody on Facebook had a really interesting question, you know, when I said that we were going to talk about grief, she said, um, so my question is how long will this grief last? Which I thought was a real, like, I wish I had like a very specific answer to that, right? Like three days. (laughs) (laughs) If you're between a level one and a level two, it'll be three days, level two and four, five days. (laughs) Right. Grief is just so complicated, right? It's so personal, but I think what happens is we do this thing and we do this with all the emotions, right? It's like, I don't want to face it. I don't want to either because I've been told it's not important enough. Or I just don't want to face it, right? Because it's just too painful to to feel mm-hmm. the emotions, right? And so my example, right? Like I'll have three beers, that will fix it. But what we do is we just put off experiencing it. And then it does this like this building situation, right? It's like uh, a client of mine like to explain it. I love this one, this analogy, right? She was like, yeah, you know, I just like put it in the closet, like I'll look at it someday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I just keep putting things in the closet until one day I open up the closet door and all of it falls on me. <laughs> well, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. 
right? It's like, I'll just put this one away. I'll just put it away. I'll just put it away. And you never take it out to look at it. And it just like collapses on you. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's healthier. You know, I won't say that it makes it go faster, right? Like some grief just takes time and it takes Mm -hmm. lots of viewings almost, right? Like if you use that analogy, which I really love, right? It's like, maybe I put it in the closet, right? Have a beer. Cause it's a lot. We talked about buffering last, last episode. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, sometimes it just feels like too much. So you like put it in the closet, but ever like, you got to go back, right? You got to plan ahead, pull things out of the closet, look through them, sort through them, maybe like fold it up nicely, put it where it belongs. And just over time, things start to, it just starts to feel better, less intense I would say, right, when we ask like, oh, how long is this grief going to last? I think the issue is there's going to be more grief, right? Like my brother's wedding is planned in September. Yeah. Right? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's going to happen. Right? And so like, as July comes around, like we may find that more things are canceled that we're like, you know, just like crossing our fingers, like really hoping yeah, that it's going to happen. And every one of those, it's okay to grieve those losses, right? Even if it's like, you know, we're talking to my brother, it's like, what? Well, like you could just do the legal stuff right now, or you could put it off for a year, right? Like you could yeah. we'll celebrate you any damn time, right? As soon as they mm-hmm. let us, we'll be out there immediately. But just because you can do it a year later or you have the privilege of being able to, you know, make a, make a change pretty easily, even then it's still a loss. It's still worth grieving. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think grief itself, right? Like grieving the soccer season yeah. is one grief and that will get easier if you pay attention to it. And it's like, all right, you know, kind of moving to acceptance and, and moving past and like, okay, so what is my plan for the future if there's no soccer? Right. But then it's like your concerts canceled. And then like, as that one comes up, right. It's like, deal with that one as it comes. Mm-hmm. So I've got kind of just a summary, right? Like a really quick step-by-step to If you know that you're experiencing some grief, right? You're like, yes, Mary, I have been drinking an awful lot and Netflixing. Mm -hmm. Probably there's some grief under there that I need to pay attention to, right? Mary, Mm -hmm. sorry, real quick. Can we talk about um, not only grief for like your losses, but what about like parents who see their kids losing out on life experiences? Absolutely. Like your child's supposed to graduate. And yep. yeah, they're graduating, but they're not having like that graduation experience. Yes. Or they lose out on a, a season of baseball or soccer or whatever it may be. Yeah. I, so. I think, you know, as parents, if we can, it's mm-hmm. helping them to do exactly what I'm asking you to do, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. trying not to do the thing, although it's going to happen, right? Where it's like, okay, yeah. And here's all the things we can do. Right. And we kind of just move past it because we don't have the energy for it all the time. Mm -hmm. But planning ahead, like every once in a while, just like having this conversation with your kids too, right? Like, Hey, right. Let's, let's go through this process. Right. Like step number one is paying attention. Like maybe we're not always talking about what sucks about this whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. But we can do this by ourselves or we can do this with our kids. Right. So step number one is like paying attention. 
mm-hmm. like taking just one or two minutes of silence with your eyes closed, right? Like just really let yourself go there to that future that you thought you would be living right now, right? Because it's so easy to imagine, right? Like my yeah. private practice office that we had talked about, we had planned and mm-hmm. like, it's going to, hopefully like there's going to be a suite and we're going to have two other therapists and the dogs will be able to run around, right? Like I, the whole vision that we had been talking about so much that I can literally visualize it, right? Even though that office space didn't exist. Right. I can totally picture it, right? And I, I know that so many of you can can just totally, right? Like this summer where, where we're going to go to, you know, to the lake and do all these things, right? Or grandma's cabin or, right? Like allow yourself to yeah. visualize. And I think ask your kids, right? Like what, what did you think this was going to be like? Mm-hmm. Um, and then number two is write it down. I think, you know, we've talked about this a couple times. Writing it down is just really powerful. Um, it's an acknowledgement, right? Like we were talking about before and it makes it a little concrete, right? It's like, oh, there it is, right? Like I can, I can see this list of all of the things that, um, that I'm having to let go, right? Um, and then number three is allow the emotions, Right. I think remembering, like we were talking about before, that just because it's not like quote unquote important enough, right, or big enough, if you're having emotions, now's the time, right? It's like, ooh, like what are these emotions? Ask yourself, what are they? And then what do they feel like in your body, right? Figuring out, is it loss? Is it frustration, irritation, um, like just like list them all out and experience them in your body. And then number four is care for yourself, right? It's like, if I'm, if I'm going to allow myself to grieve these things, let me go through the process of grief, which is one acknowledging and two caring for yourself, right? A Mm -hmm. hug. If you are around people that you can hug, Mm -hmm. um, a bath, a workout, a yoga class, a song that just reminds you of the thing that, right? Like we do this with like breakups, relationship breakups. <laughs> like, I'm just going to listen to that song like one more time, uh, right? And just like cry our eyes out and like let it go, right? Really acknowledge that that's not happening this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like what's a caring activity that you can do to self-soothe? Massage is really great. Yeah. You know, have a good cry if that feels good. And then really important, right? Number five is to literally say goodbye. It's like, I had this future I thought was going to happen and it's not happening. I have to, at some point, because I think what happens when we don't grieve it is we hang on to it. Right. And then we talk about it constantly. Like, oh man, like I really wish I was doing this thing that I wanted to do. And, and it's like, we can't let go of it because we, we refuse to let it go. We refuse to say goodbye to it. Right. So yeah intentionally saying farewell to that life that summer that you write, like, I don't have to say goodbye forever to private practice. Right. But like this vision of this summer where I was like off on it, we were off on our own in the office with the dogs and the suite and the, like that particular vision of this summer, I have to let that go. Right. That's not happening this summer. Mm -hmm. Um, So saying farewell, right. It's okay to grieve it. Talk to your kids about it. It's okay to feel pain, even though you're safe, fed, have a roof over your head, right? Mm -hmm. Still okay to feel pain and sorrow and loss. 
definitely. <laughs> wow. <Sorry. laughs> I'm just like, whoo. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for those, Mary. No, those are like awesome steps um, to kind of work through that grieving process. Thank you yeah. for sharing those, Mary. Yeah. I think this would be very helpful to many people listening. And after you like, right, it's like I, we just noticed, right, like we're saying farewell to all of these things. And then don't spend all day in it. Yeah. Right? Like take your time to grieve it. And then intentionally also then you can go to like a really uplifting song or spending time on a call with like your parents or your friends, right? Doing one of those check-ins to like really care for yourself. You don't have to stay in the grief, but mm -hmm. do acknowledge it. Yeah, definitely. Whew. Well, awesome, all right. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we've got for you today. Yeah. You talk about that grief. Yeah. Um, so it's a heavy one. <laughs> thank you so much, everyone, for listening and allowing us to talk about the heavy stuff. Um, tune into our next episode for sure. We're going to talk about, um, intrusive thoughts, which is a really, I was talking to Kisa about how, like, I'm always like, it's so fun to talk about. I really love it. <laughs> I feel like the thoughts that just pop up when, uh, you don't want them to, they're like strange thoughts or scary thoughts or dangerous thoughts. Super mm -hmm. fun. We can talk yeah. about that next. Um, if you'd like to know more about us, if you have any questions or comments, head on over to our dedicated Facebook group. You can contact me at my website, uh, maryelisepreston.com or Kisa at her website at www.kisaamaro.com. That's K-E-Y-S-A-A-M-A-R-O.com. And if you know someone who you think would benefit from the information shared on our podcast, please share this episode with them. We want to extend our message to and support as many people as possible, and we need your help to get our message out. And of course, if you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, we would love it if you would leave us an honest review on iTunes. Simply go to iTunes, search for the podcast page, hit the tab for ratings and reviews, click on write a review. That's it. Super helpful. And you know, folks, we'll read your review we on the podcast live for the public. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I, I would definitely want that. I would want maybe, that too. Maybe I should go read, uh, write a review. Kisa, go write a review and then review. we'll read it. <laughs> it will, it's, it'll feel so, so good. Yeah, it will. <laughs> All right, friends. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs>